Terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Do you want the best for your car? Then fill up with premium at Circle K. Circle K Premium is our best fuel with double the cleaning detergent, protecting your engine from corrosion and damage so it can work at its best. And that, my friend, increases your mileage for more cha-ching in your pocket. Plus, when you fill up with premium at Circle K, you can save up to 20 cents per gallon. Offer valid Thursdays or Fridays at participating stores. For details, visit CircleK.com. Circle K, how convenient. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. You've seen the last of Baker Mayfield in the Cleveland Browns uniform. They've got to figure out with that $19 million fifth-year option, somebody else may take it on and look at it as an opportunity to pick up some draft picks along with that in a trade. But I think you've seen the future go bye-bye. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. In hour number two, Sean Fox will join us at 1.30 from up in Louisiana in Monroe. At 1.15, Ben Heisler will join us as we will take a look at the Switch 16 matchups. And much other little things for you here as well. Leading things off will be Mr. Ralph Marlborough after I officially welcome to the Midway Point New York. We- uh oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? It's hump day. Hump, hump, hump day! Uh, yeah. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that, what, the Camel Wednesday hump day. Is that what it is? There he is. Former Saints head coach Sean Payton, Caleb the Camel. Letting you know you've reached the midway points of your work week. Should not have the kind of weather we had last night. The rest of the next couple of days. Thankfully, our thoughts and prayers. Obviously, all the folks, man, all that devastation in Araby with that tornado yesterday. Pair of tornadoes yesterday. Super scary. Words of wisdom. In case you missed it, another blockbuster trade in the NFL. Tyreek Hill. Traded from Kansas City to Miami. What are they doing over there in South Beach? Goodness. Tyree Kill, 72 million fully guaranteed in 2023. He's going to get 52 guaranteed at signing. So the Chiefs also get the 2022 first and second and fourth round picks from the Dolphins and the fourth and sixth round pick next year in the draft from Miami. The Dolphins also added to Ron Armstead yesterday officially five years. 87 million and a half. 43 guaranteed at 17.5 per average. Ralph Marlborough, as always, we like to chat with you about once a week, see how you're doing. You are, um, 
I wouldn't say hyperventilating. You haven't been happy with the Saints, <laughs> you know, all season at Saint Forecast. A way to follow you on Twitter, and of course, your right columns for WLTV and your Saints Happy Hour podcast. How are you doing? I needed to see how you're doing. You, you haven't been feeling well this week. You haven't been happy. How's your health? I like that. I appreciate that, Gus. You're a real old friend. You're doing a wellness check. You're checking in on me. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, like. Here's my thing with the Saints. Like, I get it that, like, they like Marcus Williams. He, I think, he wanted to not be a Saint anymore for whatever reason, and he, like he okay. just wanted to go. And when a person, when a player wants to go, like, there's not too much you could do to keep him around. I get it. Armstead was a little surprising because that contract, it's not that great. Like, it's seventeen and a half million, so like that was a little surprising. But I, I get, you know, he's thirty, he's injured. The thing that I, I sent Twitter is like, don't tell me that like the Saints aren't worse. Like, they're definitely worse than they were at the end of last year. Like, they lost two Pro Bowl caliber players in the offseason, and they haven't really done anything else. So, like, they're definitely worse. Um, I'm not – I would say this. It's confusing to me, Gus, because they cleared all the cap space, and they're not really doing anything, which is odd. I guess they cleared it because they thought maybe they were really close on Deshaun Watson. But it's just – it's a weird world to live in. When the Saints have like almost thirty million dollars of cap space and they're not spending every last nickel of it, mm-hmm. um, so that's a new experience for me, and I'm just I'm not adjusting well. Do you think they may be just looking for the sales, looking for the right deals? Yeah, I mean, I I think they, I think they're gonna, I think they're probably going around and they're lowballing these receivers that are left, and they're like, hey, and you know, insert receiver name, hey, come here. Landry, catch 60 passes on a one-year deal, 65 passes, then go back in the market next year and see if you can get a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're trying to, to, to lowball people. And listen, guys, the thing is with the Saints, and this is what I've learned over these last five years with the Saints, the thing that nobody talks about in football is your depth in the offseason because we always say, well, when this, if this team is fully healthy or when this team gets fully healthy, they're going to be amazing. The thing that I've learned, guys, is no football team ever gets fully healthy. And the when we get guys back is the biggest lie we tell ourselves about as fans, right? So the thing that made the things great is their roster one to fifty five was the last five years has been the best in football. And now they don't have it. So I would like them to just go and guys that are like out there still that are looking for touch, like try to get Xavier on clowning. Right. Do they need him at defensive end? Maybe, maybe not. But you know what would be nice? In November, when Marcus Davenport has to miss four games, if you got today on Clowney and you're paying him seven million, he right. might be a really good fit right. in November. Right. You know, you know, and, and you just get get guys that aren't necessarily a need, but you build your roster depth out and you're feeling good about it. That's what I would like them to do. Um, but it is it's just it's just a different world, Gus. Like the, the Saints have been chasing a ring so hard for the last four years basically and now they're not and it's just it's an it's an adjustment period for me personally i'm not dealing with it well but uh i guess i have to get over it and figure it out do, do you think it's a, a maybe not a complete change of philosophy but an amending philosophy of you know what we've done well in the draft jeff ireland mm-hmm. his crew and, and stuff like that maybe the brain trust mm-hmm. up there says ralph what you're saying I agree with. We're just going to try to do it in the draft. This draft is chock full of receivers. 
There's a lot of offensive linemen. There's some depth there. We now have those picks. We didn't mm-hmm. trade for Deshaun Watson. And, you know, we have that money for when we need it, perhaps, whether it's a free agency or Ralph. When those injuries come, we can, we can make those, uh, right. th- that, that thing happen. I, and I, I, cause I guess that's kind of what I'm looking at is I'm with you. I, I'm all about the need for receiver. Everyone knows that, right? For sure. And a guy like Landry, yeah, I, I hear you. It's about money. Does he want to go to a team that he thinks can win a Super Bowl? Yes or no. Um, but I do think some of these areas you can address in, in, you know, in the draft. Maybe I'm, mm-hmm. I'm putting too much stock into it. I don't know. Well, the thing about the draft is, you can do it. You can you can have a great draft, but the 2017 draft where you get like five dudes that all start and are all yeah. great, like yeah. that's a uni- that's a unicorn. Most likely, <laughs> if the Saints have a A plus draft this year, mm-hmm. it means they get a starter at wide receiver and they get two other guys that contribute and do stuff in situations, and the rest of them are either bust. Or they just are guys that like may maybe next year maybe the year after like you're not gonna you're not gonna go into a draft and fill mm-hmm. wide receiver tight end offensive tackle interior offensive lineman defensive tackle like, like you're not gonna fill all those holes in the draft so you gotta do some shopping in free agency to try to fill the whole you know what because like it didn't happen with the Saints obviously but the Tariq Hill just got traded today like you mentioned for a bounty of picks. So yeah. there's probably receivers or tight ends that either are available or they'll come available on draft day when a team drafts a tight end. And, you know, you you know we, we don't even need the, – the thing with the Saints is tight end is like a black hole of stats, right? So if they could just get a competent NFL-ready tight end and maybe they swap third-round picks, they move way down in the third round or they swap – or they give a fourth-round pick to team. And suddenly, you got a competent, average tight end. Like, that's a major upgrade for the Saints. So, saying you depend on the draft for just rookies, that's not the way. Because you remember in 2006, the Saints did a bunch of stuff in the draft that didn't seem that big a deal at the time, but it was really screwed business. Remember, that they, like, swapped second-round picks or, or fourth-round picks and got Jeff Fain. Right. They moved, they moved. I think they, they traded with Philadelphia. They didn't even trade a pick. Philadelphia moved up in the fourth round. The Saints moved back. They got mm-hmm. Hollis Thomas. Like, those were two. Were they great players? No. But they were on a 3-13 and football team that had a bunch of needs. Like, those were guys that you could plug in, and they were NFL average to slightly above average. And that's the kind of value that I hope they do in the draft because you're just not, not going to plug all these holes with rookies. Um, and the other thing is, I really hope the Saints sort of slow down their – Mm-hmm. process of trading future assets, high future assets in the draft to get a player for this year because their their roster got so unsettled. I think you can make a case for the Saints. They could be anywhere from a six-win team to an 11-win team, and I would hate for them, unless they're trading for a quarterback, right. like burning future first or second-round picks because you, you say it now, you're like, oh, we burned we burned the twenty twenty three second and and we moved up in the you know we moved up in the second round and we got we got a lobby that's a, that's a great trade but then you're looking at twenty twenty three and everything goes wrong and you're like we went five and twelve and that second round pick that we gave to Houston it's thirty seven overall Ugh. you know so I just want them to to dial that back a little yeah. bit um, but I'll 
also, too, Gus, you know, we, because the Saints have been so successful the last five years, we do sort of, our default position is, well, we've got to trust Mickey Loomis. We've got to trust what they're doing. And I only mention that because when Atlanta was trying to trade for Deshaun Watson, their fan base was in, mostly, I would say, like 75 to 80% against the trade and angry, not just because of Deshaun Watson's off-the-field stuff. They were like, Atlanta hasn't been good in five years. I don't trust them to know what the heck they're doing. Don't make this crazy trade for Deshaun Watson. And that's just because they have a lack of, lack of trust. And when you don't go to the playoffs for five years, like, it's, it's, a fair, it's a fair point, right? So I think we trust Mickey Loomis to, like, know what he's doing. And I think that sort of eases our strain, our stress a little bit. But listen, Gus, when you have five or six holes to fill, you cannot go in. You cannot go into a season where you have five or six question marks on your team because the thing is, all of them aren't going to work out, right? You might hit on a wide receiver. You might find a good defensive tackle, but oh, by the way, your left tackle Hurst got hurt, and now it's a turnstile. Or you know, and tight end still a black hole. So like all these. All these solutions that you have, they're not going to work out. That's why I think the pessimism for the Saints, but the one thing they got going for them, guys, uh-huh. they are in the most putrid status division in all the land. And if Tom Brady's deal with the devil expires, nine and eight might win the South. So that's my positive <laughs> spin for the Saints. No matter how bad it looks, yep. look around the NFC South, baby. Yeah. You think we got it bad? Atlanta, Carolina got it. One thing I've noticed and learned in my time here, uh, listening to you, it's very similar to Jordan the intern the last couple of seasons. By the first or second day of free agency, when the Saints have not made a big splash move, the world is ending and it's over. And then eventually come the draft, the draft happens and Saints are going to win a few more games. Everybody feels right. good. That's why, Ralph, I, I not, I don't get that excited for OTAs anymore either. I, no. preseason, you know, that, that first week of training camp. Oh, they look, man, I, I just don't know. I, I wait for a while, but I'm with you. I, I, I hear you on the moves. But look, this is what post Drew Brees, post Super Bowl runs look like. You, you have to retool your team, get the depth, find your quarterback. I kind of want to see what Jameis is going to be like this year um, and, and maybe have him play more freer. He looked like a guy that kept trying to yeah. not to make a mistake last year. So, I don't know. Another year in it, it'd be nice to actually have Michael Thomas back. Hopefully, Alvin Kamara doesn't miss too many games, if at all. So, you know, I, I, I still – and I'm not that guy. I, I'm always the, the Saints stink sort of thing. I, I am not <laughs> thinking, though, that this team can't push for a playoff spot next year. I, that's just me. Well, no, the NFC is terrible, right? The thing with the Saints that I, I, I think they're going to do and mm-hmm. I, I hope I expect them to is I think they're going to change the offense up a little bit in that mm-hmm. Jameis' strength, it ain't throwing like the mid-range, the short, accurate passes like Reed. Jameis' strength is running play action and throwing bombs. Like that's what he's good at. And what you try to do if you're the Saints is you run more play action, you have him throw deep, and you try to – Keep him closer to his low turnover rate that he had with Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. But they got to play to his strengths, and that's why okay. they, they they need a receiver that can take the top off the defense. Like, I agree. 
Well, you know what? I, I love the ones that are in the draft, man. And, you know, this team's always decided to move up and all that. Let's see what happens, man. I, I, I'm excited by it. And you know what? Like, there's some young guys, man, in that draft that I think can come in and help right now. Ralph, as always, appreciate the time. Our time goes way too quickly at Saints Forecast over on Twitter. Catch those columns over at WBLTV.com. And as always, we like to have you on throughout the time. Uh, there's no off season anymore. So we'll always have you on. Thank you, Ralph. Appreciate the time. <laughs> Gus, thanks for being a good friend and doing a wellness check on me. I no, I did. I needed to check on you. It just, it just happens to be on the air. At Saints Happy Hour, the podcast as well. Quick break. When we come back, uh, Ben Heisler will join us at Betty Heights. The way to follow him on Twitter, fantasy football expert, betting expert as well. Where should I lay some money tonight? His thoughts if I'm betting on soccer for the U.S. Other things as well. Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. non-attorney paid spokesperson. Attention past and present industrial plant workers in Louisiana. If you worked in a petrochemical plant, a refinery, or other industrial plant, your children may be entitled to compensation. Birth defects have been linked to toxic chemicals and solvents used in the petrochemical and other industrial plants located between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. So if you were working in an industrial plant where toxic chemicals and solvents were present and your child was born with a brain or spinal cord disorder, skeletal, organ, or limb deformities, a heart condition, cerebral palsy, genetic damage, or other problems, they could be entitled to compensation. Call the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman at 1-833-99-TOXIC. If you are a current or former petrochemical or other plant worker and your child is suffering from birth defects, call 1-833-998-6942 today. Contact the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman to evaluate whether your child is entitled to compensation. Call 1-833-99-TOXIC now. Responsible attorney Philip C. Hoffman, New Orleans, Louisiana. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. It's crawfish season and Louisiana crawfish are ready for boiling. Rouse's Markets has special seafood boiling rooms in stores. Yep, these guys are professional boilers. Rouse's Markets starts with the prettiest Louisiana crawfish, of course. But the key is the Rouse's Down the Bayou Seafood Mix. It's seasoned with just the right amount of lemon and onion and garlic and heat. Get Rouse's Louisiana crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. That's 11 to 7 at Rouse's Market. Tastes like home. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. Sports Hangover. Tom McShay on ESPN Live right now. We're at the Matt Corral Pro Day. Nick Willis yesterday. Kenny Pickett back on Monday. I think I got my days straight. <laughs> I don't know what day of the week it is, man. But it is Wednesday. And we're going to try to do this here on a regular basis. Mr. Ben Heisler at Benny Heis graciously gives us her time. How's the little one doing, man? Every Everybody is good. He's uh, okay, he's good. battling like a 
it's one of those times like you have you have young kids Gus like there's yeah. like an ear infection but like Always. with an ear infection yeah. there comes like a sinus thing yeah. and then there's congestion and yeah. it's just when you're in like a daycare surrounding, it's just oh. inevitable. It's like, all right, what's going to be this week? And then what's the other kid going to get the following week? Like, you're just kind of hedging your bets a little bit. Each one of the but cars, right? My wife's car and my car, I carry a, a, a thing of wipes. I mean, it's, it's the one thing I got it, you know, at Sam's. I just, I just buy the in bulk. So I, just, yes. I got a thing of wipes everywhere. The wipes are magical. I don't know what's in baby wipes. But they will grab anything. Stains, they're great for runny noses, sticky hands, I mean, whatever. So carry them everywhere. I highly suggest everybody just carry baby wipes for everything. I really do. Yeah, they, they might as well replace the Kleenex industry. 100%. And I, I hopefully, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, you know, big Kleenex isn't a, isn't a sponsor <laughs> of the sports hangover. But, but, yeah, like, if you just need something, just even wipe your own nose. Like, anything. Nice. Nice one, but nice one, baby. It really goes a long way. I'm serious. I mean, they clean the laptop screen, whatever. Um, uh, Ed Biddy Heist is the way to follow you over on Twitter. Dude, we got to start with the big news today. How shocked are you that the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill? They get five picks from the Dolphins. Dolphins give him an extension. He makes a lot of money. Um, you add him with Waddle. And that offense, am I picking Tua first now in fantasy football? I mean, what, what am I doing here? <laughs> Yeah, he's he's definitely a draftable quarterback, but I mean, he, he the nice part about Tua is that you're basically saying, okay, you really don't have to throw deep down the field anymore. No, you have Jalen Waddle. Right. Yeah, you have Jalen Waddle in the middle of the field. You can run Tyreek Hill on a quick slant. Just and and Mike McDaniel's offense is built around the the West Coast style of Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. where you're going to run a lot. You're going to have a strong offensive line. It's going to set up play action. Like Dolphins could actually be pretty good this year like they're they're kind of going all in in the toughest conference that i can remember uh it's like the afc is good and and now they're really really good just all the weapons are, are going there so if you're looking at any you know super bowl futures i, I think the value is purely on the nfc because the afc is just going to beat the hell out of each other the entire year it's a fascinating deal for for a couple aspects the, mm-hmm. the first is that tyree kill yeah he's 28 years old um but still has arguably the greatest quarterback in the world throwing him the football, and now that's no longer the case. He's betting on himself, and turns out that bet ended up being okay because the Dolphins were willing to pay him. Mm-hmm. I, I just find it fascinating as to what this does for Kansas City. We saw their Super Bowl odds drop just a tad, uh, from nine to one down to ten to one. Like they're still, you still have Mahomes, you still have Kelsey, you still have Andy Reid, um, and some solid parts of that defense coming back. Now you have a lot more draft capital. You could try and go ahead and acquire a, another corner or a pass rusher to, to help improve that defense. Um, but it, it's going to be fascinating because I do think Miami now has some very, very intriguing weapons, um, not just with Waddle and Tyree Kill, but they brought in Chase Edmonds from, from Arizona, who's a really solid pass-catching running back. Uh, Miles Gaskin is still there as well. And they brought in Raheem Mostert from San Francisco, too. They're going to be a dynamic running team, especially if they use Tyree Kill in that Debo Samuel mode. Like, there's that Miami team is going to have a lot of weapons, and they're going to be a dangerous offense in 2022. Have you had an offseason like this, Ben, where legitimately who you may take now with names that you're familiar with, though, but they're in different situations, right? Watson with the Browns now. Russell Wilson's with the Broncos. Is Aaron Rodgers as strong when, without Parker now? I mean, I, I mean, Adams, I, I just, it's, you know, it, it's, it's interesting to really look at the, the quarterback landscape uh, in different aspects of it. Yeah, it's fascinating. You're basically went to, you know, two of the, the best quarterbacks in the league 
basically saying, we know that you've already elevated our team to a certain level. Can you, can you do it even more? Because we're going to go ahead and remove, by far and away, your number one pass. Yeah. And, and I suppose for, for Kansas City, you, know, you still have Travis Kelsey, who's still arguably one of the biggest mismatches on the field. Um, so it's not as dire of a situation for Casey as it maybe is for, for Green Bay, because um, Adams was spectacular throughout his, the entirety of his time there. So I think you're basically showing if you're going to go all in and pay your quarterback the premium dollars, you're also then going to them and saying, like, if you want this money, you're going to have to elevate everybody else. You're going to have to go ahead and find the upside play within this team and bring their level of game up because we're just not going to be able to keep and afford the talented guys that we built around you. You're just going to kind of have to do it on your own. Mm -hmm. And we'll see whether or not that ultimately turns into a winning situation. But for now... It's certainly a fascinating one. Oh boy, we'll see what happens. We're we're just waiting to see as we get closer to the draft and all that with these pro quarterbacks. Man, it'd be interesting. Obviously, Corral, as I just mentioned before, I came to you was having his pro day today. But even after Willis and Pickett's pro days, the last two days, you're still not hearing things that kind of blow you away. These guys are 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 either projects or they're going to be reaches for teams that that go and get them. I, I think early in, in the draft, huh? As far as the quarterback position goes, yeah, there, there's nobody that's really, really stood out. I suppose the the big hyped guy has been Malik Willis out of Liberty. Um, and he, he made some outstanding pro-quality throws during his pro day. But again, it's a pro day, so how much stock are you really putting <laughs> into it? Um, you know, a team like Carolina is really interesting. They're drafting number six. Um, are they able to sell their fan base on the fact that, listen, we, we went out and we tried to acquire a top-level quarterback. We decided ultimately that the remaining options would not put us in the best position to compete and contend long-term for a Super Bowl, so we're going to go ahead and draft the best prospect available. I suppose maybe it buys Matt Rule an extra year or two there. Um, but I, I think after that, you know, it's, it's really anybody's guess. Like Kenny Pickett might be a smokescreen with everybody talking about the hand size. Maybe it's trying to get teams mm-hmm. off of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reality is that maybe scouts really do like this guy. I, I, as far as this year's class, though, I, I can honestly say, um, according to, to multiple different talent evaluators, that any first-round quarterback that went last year would be by far and away the number one quarterback selected this year, whether that's Justin Fields or Mac Jones or Trevor Lawrence. Um, I, maybe maybe you're, you know, Zach Wilson is, is in that conversation as well. And uh, Trey Lance, I suppose, would probably be in that conversation as well. Um, but there, there's no question. So regardless of whether you're looking at Matt Corral or Malik Willis or Sam Howell or Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, um, like all these guys have some potential upside, but not at the level of the first rounders that we saw a year ago. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Let's take a look at some of the things. Obviously, that might make me a little, uh, little, little, little side change. It, uh, do we even do U.S. soccer? These are three big games: Mexico, Panama, Costa Rica. What? What? Am I even remotely looking at tomorrow night's matchup in Mexico? You probably not. <laughs> I, they're they're just so unpredictable, right. and you just are never able to find any sort of consistency. I always feel like you know these qualifier games. You would think that you know have Having known what's happened over the last several years, that there would be a sense of urgency, but mm-hmm. I, I can't really tell with them. That's probably a stay away for me. And, you know, I, last time I checked Mexico, has actually been playing a little bit better. So I, I'm probably just avoiding that match and just 
uh, going ahead and, and not putting the actual betting interest in that one. Just right. give me the USA and hope they move on. I'm feeling that. I'm with you as well. Speaking with Ben Heisler, as always, you can follow him over on Twitter at Benny Heist, managing editor for Bet Cited. All right, man, we're scoreboard watching here in New Orleans, uh, aside from social media watching, as uh, we have another video of, of Zion dunking today at practice on Corey Brewer. But anyway, <laughs> that's what we're doing. So I am looking at two games in particular tonight, you know. 76ers and Lakers. Philly's a seven and a half point favorite. This game's in LA. I, I'm surprised by this. The over-under is 230, especially since the story recently has been, can, can the 76ers close out late? Wait, what's wrong with Harden? Am I trusting this or are we about to see a run by the Lakers here? You might actually see a, a bit of a run by the Lakers. The problem is that for as much grief as we give a team like the 76ers mm-hmm. um you know over the course of the year they've been a far superior team uh regarding what you know compared to what we've seen with with la like right now the lakers are in the ninth spot um even if they play incredible basketball you know they're still five games back of the clippers for that eighth spot and it's looking like we're going to see a, a first round play-in game of the Lakers and the Pelicans, mm-hmm. and you know they're they're still four and six in their last ten games. Um, they're awful against the division this year. Um, I, I just don't know what you're going to get from them time in and time out. And Philadelphia is also coming off of a win as well. Um, in fact, a very impressive win uh, at home against Miami without Joel Embiid. So I, maybe the line feels a tad bit heavy. The Lakers always tend to be. Uh, a bit more of a public play. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably still back Philadelphia here, but it, you never know. Like, maybe there is an opportunity for LeBron to try and make something happen. Although, if they realize that they're not going to catch the Clippers for the eighth spot and know that they still have a play-in game locked in, you might as well just go ahead and, and, and fade them so that they can try and get rested up and make some sort of a, a late run in the postseason. Spurs and Trailblazers, the other game. San Antonio, nine-and-a-half-point favorites. On the road against the Trailblazers. Obviously, we would like go Portland and go Philly, but as far as uh, you know, a little gambling here. San Antonio nine and a half. You know what? With Portland, it actually feels like a like a fairly reasonable play. The the Trailblazers have completely punted on the season. You have Yusuf Nurkic just getting fined forty thousand dollars. I don't know if you saw that video of him taking a, a fan cell phone and chucking yeah, it into the it, stand. Yeah. Um, which was which is kind of funny. I, I kind of coined it as like, this is what happens to me when I tell my wife that I'm placing one more bet on my phone, and uh, she inevitably does does the same thing. But I mean, if you're looking at Portland right now, they, they've just been a disaster. They're 29, 41, and one against the spread, uh, covering at only 41.4 percent of the time. Um, the the only team worse than them as far as, far as their margin of victory is the Houston Rockets this year. Rockets are losing games by an average of 9.2 points. Uh, Portland is uh, right around there as well at minus 6.8. Like every single one of their games over the last several months, they have been massive, massive underdogs along the way. So it's just it's one of those teams that I just have no interest in betting right now. Like the last time Portland was favored, favored Mm -hmm. in a game was February 4th against the Oklahoma City Thunder. They were favorites by six points. They ended up losing by three. Every other game, they have been double-digit underdogs in every game but six. Like, that's insane. In the NBA, like, 30 teams 
Like I, I just can't fathom that. So San Antonio, yes, they're they're a single um, point underdog at nine and a half, uh, and San Antonio will probably mop the floor. That will be interesting to see uh, when it goes on to this. Hey, man, as always, I appreciate it. On Wednesdays, we'll uh, we'll talk PGA, NASCAR, all kinds of different things when there's not big NFL news and NBA news for sure, man. Appreciate the time. As always, look forward to chatting weekly. You got it, my friend. Be good. Yeah, for sure. At Benny Heist is the way to follow him over on Twitter. Managing editor for BetSite. Up next, Sean Fox from Sports Talk 97.7 and Fun Row. That is next on ESPN New Orleans. Let me be Always on the run and short on cash. With a state bank and trust company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. When it comes to brain and spine surgery, you want an expert. You want Thibodeau Regional. Our neurosurgeons perform complex back, neck, and brain surgeries, as well as minimally invasive and even same-day procedures. Spine and even basic brain surgery may be commonly available in our region. What isn't common is the expertise and quality care you'll receive at Thibodeau Regional Brain and Spine Clinic. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug & Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug & Associates, this is Mickey Marquis. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Left box extend in between the legs. Dribble in the dunk. Left baseline. Zion dunking on Corey Brewer. That happened at practice today. Second day in a row, Sean Fox from Fun Row, Louisiana. We have seen Zion dunk. What does this all mean, sir, to you? Well, first things first, Gus, I'd be remiss to not say uh, thoughts and prayers with those uh, affected by the storm yesterday. It was it was horrific to watch. and no uh, I can't imagine, man. Uh you guys are resilient, though, and I know you can take a hear in that, but uh, just just thoughts and prayers with you guys. Uh, it was a weird night in New Orleans, Gus, because you had some optimism, and obviously you have something bigger than sports going on last night. It, it goes to show me that he's clearly, if he could dunk like that, 
he's close to being healthy. And, and I guess, look, that, that obviously raises your, your eyebrow. And like, well, if he can do that, can he play? And mm-hmm. selfishly, you want to see him play. But then you're thinking long-term viability of the franchise. Is it right to rush him back? Selfishly, I'm like, Gus, I mean, if I'm a Saint, if a Saint, excuse me, a Pelican season ticket holder, I'm like, can I get him for a few minutes? Like, five, ten? Like, <laughs> can you get like a morsel right. of Zion before right. the end of the year? But I, I, like, to, to me, and I figured this is what we were going to talk about at some point, I'm obviously not playing him right now, but let's, let's say you get to the play-in game and you win it and you've got a sustained series. And what is that? That'd be another, what, month from now? Mm-hmm. Maybe? Get a little Zion, possibly. And that's a whole other – I think we're looking at what, a, whole, a whole other month before he would have to play again. I, I'll say this. time to get ramped up. It, this is the gauntlet that starts on Saturday. you got the Spurs and Lakers. Got to win Saturday for sure. That's the team you're holding off. Of course, everyone wants to win on Sunday. I understand all of that. But you're facing the Lakers twice in this stretch from March 26th to April 7th is um, my gauntlet here. And, you know, I, I think if you're seeing him by the day or by the practice improving and doing more things like that, I'm with you, Sean, to where it's at least, a, as you keep saying, a, a morsel. I, I just keep going to the Jordan Dock, right, that we saw, I believe, last summer, in which he still ain't got over the fact that the Bulls sat him when he got injured yeah. early in his career. Clearly Zion posting that yesterday. I, you know, and you heard multiple stories that he's not happy that they were so cautious with, with his injury in his rookie season. Um, if he's doing that or he's able to dribble like he just did, drive the baseline and do that. And he's not sore. Like if he's doing this the next week or two, doing what he just did, taking on Corey Brewer, then maybe amping up the three on three. Then amping up the five on five, and he's not experiencing soreness. Then do it. If not, I'll see you in September. Does that make sense? Gus, I think you more poetically just laid out pretty much what I'm saying. Like, let's let's not just jump from okay, he dunked on an Instagram post to all of a sudden we're going to play him Saturday night against the Lakers. But if he can continue to progress and he's not sore, and the Pelican season is still going on, man, let's let's roll. All right. I hear you. Um, and by the way, can I just a side- sidebar on sure. the whole video? I don't know if I was as impressed as the dunk as a, like he needs a new stylist because whatever they're putting him in to wear <laughs> makes him look way heavier than he really. The dude looks like he's in tremendous shape. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I agree. Wear better uh, clothes. Yeah, you know, you could always do that. So I, I've said this before, man. Uh, you know, Jordan Brandon and Nike stuff. Get, get yourself an athletic cut. You know, walk around like To and just. <laughs> Basically, look like a chiseled, uh, you know. I'm in beaters all day if I'm him, personally. But. Now, I I hear you. Um, look, uh, obviously the NFL man, the storylines left and right since we last chatted last week. I, you and I talked about it, and I heard you say it on your show as well when when I joined you from Arizona, man. I, I was like, look, I I went, Phew. I did, you know. When when I read yeah. Brown, you know, the Browns had won, and I see the Schefter tweet, I went, whoo, I mean, dodged the bullet. I mean, that's me. That is me, though. Because I am the, I'd rather keep my picks. I am the, I think Winston's not being spoken about or has the confidence as much. Look, the guy can completely prove me wrong and throw me 20 picks in the first three games and then everyone will laugh at me. That's fine. I just, I don't think he's as terrible as people kind of think that he is or, or will be. Um, I, I have faith 
that they will improve the receiving core. The draft has linemen and receivers that they can help themselves there as well. I, I, I'm just like, okay, let, let's see kind of where we are. I expected Teron Armstead to sign somewhere else. I, I, I'm not freaking out here, but I, I think I'm in minority. How about the fans up there listening? Are, are they freaking out? Do they think they're not doing enough in free agency? Did they not want Winston? Like, what's the fan base calling you about? Uh, listen, I, I think a lot of people kind of, Gus, we, you, we were in the same boat. I, I would, I've never seen my listeners, I'm sure it was the same way. More divided on a on a Saint subject than it was. Do you want Deshaun Watson or not? And I do think he is a top five player, which means he would have probably been worth the picks that were given up. But it's that what the the the, the things you don't know. What if this dude really did do this? And what if this is something that can happen again? And this is the guy who's the face of your franchise. We talked about it last week. Like if you if you if, if Cleveland misses on this. Deshaun Watson gets in any more trouble, they're man, we could save the jokes about Cleveland or we talk about them forever. Like this is gonna set them back for a very long time. If the Saints would have got Deshaun Watson and it missed and it was a bust, you're seven to ten years, you're screwed. You don't have to worry about that now. As far as as far as Jameis, man, look, there's just some people who until Jameis wins a Super Bowl, you're never gonna win him over. You're you're never gonna win those people over. But I have been incredibly impressed. And I, I know what people are labeled for what they've done in the past, and I get that. I do think people change. I do think people evolve. I think if you look at not just Jameis Winston's play on the field, you look at some of the things you've seen off the field, interviews with other people, video. I, mean, I think he's a. I think he's turned into a pretty solid human being. It's amazing what marriage and children can do to a person. And I think we're seeing that play out with Jameis Winston. The Jameis Winston who is going to be the quarterback for our New Orleans Saints, is not the same one that was at Florida State. I truly do believe they are two different people. Now, does that forgive some of the things he's done in the past? I'm not saying that. But I am telling you people can change mm-hmm. and people can evolve. And his play on the field, I think we were seeing the best of Jameis Winston. I said this on my show yesterday. Gus, I think Sean Payton had training wheels on him for the first month in the season. I, I agree 100%. I we he just looked like a guy that was scared to make, yep. Yep, to make a decision. Yeah. Yep. I think as we, as he was getting hurt, we were starting to see the training wheels go off. But to, to, to be successful, you still need help. I think automatically losing Toronto Armstead, you lose the locker room guy. But when healthy, and again, key word with Toronto, is I, and I think everybody listening would be agree, agree mm-hmm. it's the healthy thing. When healthy, he is an elite offensive lineman. So automatically when that move was made last night, I said, well, there goes my dreams of the Saints drafting receiver in the first round. I would be shocked right now if a left tackle is not the first pick of the Saints at 18, but you need to get some weapons. Kamara is going to miss some time. Michael Thomas is back, but how healthy is going to be? Mm-hmm. At some point, and we're two weeks into free agency, can the Saints do something at wide receiver and tight end? That's what I've kind of gotten from two other people today on the show, that we're now at $26 million under the cap. Why have they not signed? Yeah, why have they not signed a receiver? Why have they not gone and gotten tight ends? Why have they not done those things? I keep wondering if it's a philosophy amendment. I wouldn't even say maybe a change of, you know what? Let's trust that we have the draft. This is a draft that has that. And and maybe the money is going to be spent. Here's the other thing, too. I think the the, the Watson thing, look, I mean, Armstead didn't sign until yesterday. It, it just happened. You know, maybe they do wind up signing somebody today or tomorrow. Um, the receiving core out there, I know you're seeing a lot of different receivers going different places. 
maybe they feel with Thomas and the draft they can handle that because they like maybe, you know, Devontae Harris and Chris Calloway. So they're like, well, maybe we don't need to, to invest and spend that kind of money on a free agent when we can have a receiver in a first or second round that we have, you know, not to pay nearly as much. So I, I don't know. I just, I wonder, it just, it does look like that to me. To me, it sounds like this organization has a blind spot for the water receiver position. Oh, no. Outside of Michael Thomas. <laughs> and they don't put as much, and I'm completely shot dark here, just a feeling. Uh-huh. They don't put the emphasis on the position that we seem to. I mean, how many how many years in a row have we screamed, hey, can you go get a wide receiver in the draft and it hadn't <laughs> right, happened? Right. And now it's like you really got a need for it. And I was like, okay, this has to be the year they do it. And they lose arms. And I'm like, that's – I mean, I, Gus, if I'm, if I'm putting odds, I say it's at least 65% they're drafting an offensive lineman in the first round. Mm-hmm. I mean, then maybe receiver. And there's always – I know Kuiper had the Saints getting a quarterback. I, to me – I mean, look, nothing should shock us anymore, but I, I think getting Jameis Winston, like, even though it's not huge, huge quarterback money, to me that shows he's the quarterback for the future. I, I would be shocked if they drafted a quarterback in the first round, at least this season. I, I think he's the guy. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. Um, like I said, I, I'm wondering if we're going to see some moves come up here or not moving forward. And, you know, in the meantime, we'll, uh, I guess, just... Look, we need to get those Martez, Scalding, whatever, that Valquez, whatever his name is for Green Bay. <laughs> Look, those guys aren't going to be around forever if we don't start making moves. Yeah, okay, all right. You want moves. <laughs> you, the intern, like, you, know, you remember that, that, that meme with the, yeah. with, the, with the stick figure holding a stick? Yeah. Uh-huh. And it says, do something? That's me every day when I go on social media looking for the Saints to do anything, and I just want to post that every day, like, do something, please. So you'd be happy if you were the Miami Dolphins right now, huh? My goodness. I mean, I think they're better. I think they're better today than they were two days ago. Well, and everybody's like, "Do Tua can't throw them the football that long." That's true. <laughs> However, dude, just throw it to Waddle and Hill underneath and let them do the running. They don't have to throw it sixty yards now. He couldn't, but they don't have to. Just go throw screens and underneath patterns and let them do the work. I don't know. He's going to lead the league. I saw Tua throw. I saw Tua throw some bombs at Bama. I did too. I mean, everybody's hating on Tua now. It's mm-hmm. the thing to do. I'm just, I'm just piling on. It could always be the Falcons, look, Sean. It could always be the Falcons. Look, it, 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 it's a good day when the Falcons have the worst roster in the NFL. Let's <laughs> that's, say that. That's what I'm that's, a, that's a win for everybody. Just breathe. Course, just breathe. I, you're not alone, though. Scott Prather's like, what? What are, what are the Saints doing? Ralph Marlboro is breathing into a, a paper bag. You're. Well, you're, I'm not, you're, no, I still think the Saints. But I think. Look, stay healthy, and the Saints should be able to right. stumble I, drunkenly. I know, I know. It's just, it's just so every bad. year, every year, this is the inevitable. You go out there and, and do all the different things in free agency. I'm not saying they don't need to. Believe me, I don't. Um, oh, I'm a lot higher than I'm on Ralph. Ralph is on – Ralph is – he's, <laughs> he's, he's full-on depression. No, he is, yeah, no. I mean the whole Javers Landry thing. Yeah. In the NFC. I, I, I'm I not, understand. I think I this understand. is for sure. Gus, if we're giving predictions, and I know both of us thought they were eight or nine win team last year. Yeah. I think if they're healthy, they're a ten or eleven win team. And we haven't even had the draft yet. He wants OBJ. He wants Landry. He wants everybody. Where's the stick? Do something. <laughs> I'm okay with that. At Fox Four Sports Talk, as always, man. Appreciate it, buddy. Likewise. Later, pal. There he goes. Open segment next if you'd like to call in. 
Zion dunked that practice on Corey Brewer driving the left baseline. What do you think? What do you think? Are we seeing signs that he may play? It's a sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. How do you make the most of your mow? Tony and Melissa do it on a John Deere Z-Track mower so they can get as much done as possible. I jump out of the house, a cup of coffee, and I'm at work. It's just really fast. There are millions of ways to make the most of your mow. How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deer. Run with us. Visit Home Attractor today next to the tunnel. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit TGHealthSystem.com. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. How did I know this was coming? Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. If you want to cut off Roy, just let me know. Give me a call. Roy, super dolphin fan, has called in. How are you feeling this fine Wednesday morning, sir? Um, I got chills right now. I got chills. Mm-hmm. You you know you got you got absolutely one hundred percent no excuses now, right? Like you got you oh, better win the whole no. AFC now. Oh, he has no excuses. Oh, you're right, and you're totally right. He has no excuses. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, I, the time is yours. Go ahead. Tell us how you've won hey, the hey, AFC. Hey, tell us. Tell us hey, how you're going. Seventeen and zero. Go ahead. Pedro just I'm chimed in. Pedro just chimed yeah. in. Don't get too excited. You still have Tua. There are a lot of people that don't believe in Tua, sir. Hey, hey, but guess what? Guess what? They believed in him. They believed in him before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. So before, after he got hurt, then all of a sudden his stock went down. I still believe in the guy. The guy has the talent. He needs somebody to back him up. The Flores didn't back him up from jump from the start. But McDaniel's uh, is, is believes in him, putting the key pieces around him. And I'm glad we never just traded for Deshaun Watson because. Would, would you rather have Deshaun Watson or would you rather have Tyreek Hill, Teron Offset, and all the pieces that we put together? 
So you so we get the multiple players mm-hmm. opposed to just getting one player who who don't know going going to play the whole year anyway. So so we don't have a we don't have a good year. I'm not saying we're going 17 and 0, but I say it bumped up to about 13 and 4 now. There it is. There it is. I'm I'm surprised you're going that low. Mahomes and Hill, 41 touchdowns. Qu- uh, QB receiver duo since 2018. Rodgers and Adams, 47. Mahomes and Hill, second with 41. Cousins and Thielen with 39. Wilson and Lockett, 36. If you look at the top four, when you look at at guys like that and, and this offense that they may have, look, you, you're already super proud of your defense. You, and now you're yeah. fe- you're feeling they're going to score here. So what what is your bar? What is your expectation level now with all these the different additions that they have made at running back, offensive line, and now here with receiver? Well, I see we're going to be averaging between about 28, 31 points a game. So um, I mean, we, and we have a lot of speed now because you got Waddle, you have um, you have uh, Hill now. You have Mostert and you have Edmonds. And we have some fast receivers on our fast players on our team. You have a lot of speed on your team. Um, and McDaniel and, and a lot of people want to play with McDaniel. They say he's he's a good he's a good uh, um, <clears throat> guru, football guru, and he get the most out of his player. And what Greer did now, at, I mean, especially with the Thron Armstead move, um, he got him at Armstead at a good deal. Fifteen million a year. I thought he was going to get him at twenty-two million a year, but he got him at a good deal. So he was saying because he played hurt. I mean, he gets hurt all the time. Well, he don't miss. He don't miss half the season. He missed maybe one or two games the last two or three years. But you know, as part of the game is getting. I mean, you know, some players going to get hurt. Some players don't. There he is. Go ahead. You so, have uh, another. Think- you got another minute here as well that you you continue not only to tell me the Dolphins won't lose. But um, how the Saints won't win. Now, I've had three oh, guests say, today. Say, say, Hold on. I've had three say, guests say, today. Two are talk show hosts. Another writes columns for a local TV station in Ralph Marlboro. I, I, I can't find a – they all kind of seem that they're not happy with what's going on with free agency with the Saints. A little down. All three gentlemen were a little down today. Yeah, because, I mean, y'all had bad money management. If y'all had good money management, y'all probably still had Toronto on it. It was just bad money manager. So, uh, Saints is going to be bad this year. They're going to be bad. And Taysom, and for nothing, Taysom Hill is not better than Marcus Mariota. I'm telling you this right now. Mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota is a good QB. Taysom Hill is not. Taysom Hill is a great football player, but he's not a good QB at all. Lost, a lot lost, of he did lose the starting role to, to Tannehill. You know that, huh? No, he, he got hurt before Tannehill came in. <laughs> he got hurt. Just like Blesso got hurt before Brady came. Just like Blesso got hurt before Brady came in. Okay, that happens. It happens. That, it, it just happens. as part of the game. Remember when Jeff Blake got hurt and then Eric Brooks took over, and then Jeff Blake didn't come back on the field. Okay, it happens. All right, it's all it happens all the time. Okay, all, all right. I know is I hope he, I hope he, I hope you're ready. I mean, I hope you're ready too. I mean, too. I mean, literally, oh. like Tua literally better handle the snap. Like, I mean, he's got no excuses, right? I mean, what I keep seeing all the posts, not only from you but other Dolphin, uh, the, the AFC defenders, right? From the the fastest receiving group in, in the NFL, you have uh, the best running back tandem that you got going on. When Teron Armstead is healthy, one of the best left tackles, and apparently Mike McDaniel's. I mean, Bill Walsh has nothing 
on on Josh McDaniels over here, whatever the heck his name is, whatever. What, what's his, What's the head hey. coach's name? Uh, Mike McDaniel. Same Mike thing, McDaniel. exactly. Yeah, I mean, football hasn't been invented yet since uh, he, he was the genius behind the San Francisco offense. So, you know, again, I mean, anything short of seventeen and zero, it's a disappointment. I'm just letting you know. Oh, oh no, nah, but you know, I mean, our odds went up for winning the division. Our odds went up for going winning the AFC. Um, so that's a good thing. That's a good positive spin on it. And we're gonna um, we're gonna see what we see what happens. We definitely gonna see what happens. So I love to prove people wrong, okay. and just like I'm gonna prove y'all wrong about how how not good the Saints gonna be this year. G- give me you a win total on be. the Saints right now, based off of what they've done. Six I'm and eleven. Six and wow. Eleven. Six and eleven. All right, I'm writing it down. Roy, six and eleven. And and if and if it happens, I'm saying it's on the radio. If it, if you if Tom Brady wins the division, like I told you, y'all don't. You have to come to the state to the to the station on your segment and have mm-hmm. a Dolphin jersey on. All right, all right. Well, remember, I'm a <laughs> Bengals fan now. Remember, I went, I went, I went the full who day. Oh, the who day, yeah. okay? Yeah, I'm all about the who oh, day. Okay. I just, I just, oh, I just, I just switched. I I switched to Y with a T. I'm good. Or EY, right? I mean, who day, who that? I'm good. I mean, I, uh, Look, I'm just. I, here's the thing. I I see what the Dolphins have done. I I do. They, I just. They got a lot of teams ahead of them. They got to pass here, Roy. You, you know that, huh? I mean, do, yeah, you think yeah, exactly. you think they're better than the Bengals right now? We don't know. I can't say yes. I can't say no. Okay. You don't know because the Bengals just improved their offensive line now. So How about the you Bills? don't know. How about, your, how about your own division, Bills? And Pat, you're better than the Jets. You're better than the Jets. We're better than the Jets. Right now, we're better than the Patriots. So we beat them twice. We swept okay. them. So the only, the, the only team we got to work, we swept them with nobody. So we ain't had nobody. So now we got, we have people now. We have a staff. So now I say we could take the division. It's going to be between us and the Bills. I say it's not going to be the Patriots at all. At all. It's going to be us because the Bills made some moves, too. They had some key pieces. They they picked up one of our running backs, Duke Johnson, which did it good for us towards the end of the season. Um, they did they did some good, pretty good pickups. They picked up Jameson Crowder. So they did some pretty good pickups. I'm not, they picked up Von Miller, so that's one thing you got to worry about. So I would love to see Von Miller go against Teron Offset. All right. There he so, is. I, I knew you were going to call today. I knew it. Uh, Roy, super fan of your Miami Dolphins. Who's uh? Um, right. I don't I don't know if he could have a better day than today, huh? Tyreek Hill, Toronto nah. yesterday. <laughs> I don't nah, know who's left for y'all to go get. All right, thank you, Roy. There he goes. Super fan of your Miami Dolphins. Hour two is in the books. Andrew Lopez scheduled to join us at two fifteen. Zion dunked again today at practice. This time driving the left baseline on Corey Brewer, one of the coaches on the staff. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance, but what does that